a small-time detective, an amnesia victim with a dangerous past. You're an assassin working for the United States government. Where are you Now, the biggest case of his career could be the biggest mistake of his life. When we first met, you were all like, oh, fooey, I burned the darn muffins. Now, you go into a bar, sailors come running out. What up with that? Gina Davis. Honk, if there's any trouble. Samuel L. Jackson. Yes, Miss Daisy, I be honking. The Long Kiss Goodnight, rated R, starts Friday, October 11th. Hello, welcome back to Old Millennials Remember Movies. We have some exciting things to share with you today, especially that movie you just heard, The Long Kiss Goodnight, came out in 1996. Um, so welcome, I'm here, your host, Angela Yoshiko, with my co-host, the sweaty and uh, very sexy Tyler Wilson. It's warm. It's like dripping off your forehead. Summertime, I haven't cooled off from uh, the, the day, really. The day? We're, and we're recording in a different location, and that's why I'm a little bit warm. <laughs> Where are we recording we're, from? We're doing a, a bedside recording. A bedside, yep. Um, so a couple weeks ago, my uh, we went to our local amusement park, and uh, I got a massage. I was having a great day. You had and, a massage at the local amusement park? No, I had a massage in the morning, and okay. then we took our four kids to the amusement park. And then driving home, um, felt like my appendix burst. It was hurting so bad. It did not burst, but it almost burst. So came home, put all the kids to bed, and then I was like, oh my god, this hurts so bad, I'm going to die. So then I drove my ass to the hospital. Yes, you did. And the next day I got my old appendix out. You, I've seen you uh, deliver uh, children, four of them to be specific. And there were situations uh, where you either not had your epidural yet... Uh, or in one case, the epidural was did was given too late. Um, so I've seen you in pain. A lot of pain, yeah. I've seen you in severe pain. I don't know if I've seen you in as much pain as you were in uh, that night. I would say labor and delivery was still more painful, but it, I it that hurt real, 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 real bad. It was well, real you, close. Well, you also knew it was happening with the birth. So yes. that's, whereas you're just like, I don't know, my, my insides are going to explode. Yeah, or I'm going to have a giant toot, one or the other. Yeah, it wasn't a toot. Yeah, a lot of people ask me how did I know it was my like it was serious enough to go to the hospital because some of us in the age of the internet, us old millennials, look everything up, so we always think we're dying of something. Um, and my response has been, well, I was bent over, moaning like I was in labor, like, oh, oh, like when it's bad enough that you are moaning and groaning and you can't stop yourself and. Uh, you're crying, it's so much pain, then you know you got to get your ass to the hospital. Yeah. If you're just like, it hurts really bad, but I'm fine, you're probably fine. You know what my favorite part of you being in the hospital was? Uh, well, none of it, because I don't like hospitals. But I tell you what, you had to be in a hospital room where we shared, mm. and the, the your roommate was an elderly woman, and she seemed fine. But she had, uh, wasn't her husband... Okay, how is it okay to, one, share a hospital room these days? It's weird. It's like, don't we have HIPAA laws against, like, talking well, about we, other people's medical... We were all in her business, and she was surely all in your business. Oh, for sure. She knew what you had. That old lady had some boyfriend. Of 30 years. It was a boyfriend of 30 years. She was yeah. an elderly woman. Um, and, oh my god, this guy... So there's only a curtain between your beds. But every time the guy came into the room... He would like, I don't want to do it because it's so disgusting, but he would like snort, <clears throat> snot, yeah, like that, 
uh, like you're welcome for that several times. Gross. And it's just he's right there. There's just a curtain for God's sake. And every time I did it, I was like, "Oh my god, we have to get out of here." You're good, right? Let's get you home. You don't need to be in the hospital. He Let's was go. so obnoxious in the way that, like, he was totally clueless that he was being obnoxious, and he wasn't totally over the top. It was just enough to be fucking annoying. Just really loud, talked loud. Um, he kept peeking over the curtain and wanted to talk, and I was like, "Nope, we're not. We don't have this relationship." Yeah, this fucking privacy. I don't know who you are. I remember. Um, so after my surgery, I was under general anesthesia, so when I came back, I was still very much, like, in a fog, kind of out of it, and I get wheeled back into my room, and this, that fucking guy just starts, he's just still talking to his girlfriend, blah, 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 and all I could just be, all I remember doing was going, shh. You were shushing him. You were shushing him in your drugged state. Because his voice hurt so bad. Yeah. I wanted to tell him to shut the fuck up because I had just had surgery. You didn't have the energy to do that. You I were didn't. Shushing. I I mean, five more minutes of him. I don't know. It could have gone real sideways. Yeah, he was. Uh, he luckily went away for a few hours, but then when he came back that afternoon, I was like, "Let's get you checked out here." Yeah, I can recover at home. <laughs> yeah. So. so that's what I've been doing. So we. Uh, yeah, you know, we had a uh, our last episode kind of recorded before that happened, so that posted, which was good. See, that's what, but see, that, that was gonna, I was just telling you, I don't like, uh, putting episodes in the can because it's like, oh, you save it for a rainy day. And then, of course, it's because then you had, you went to the hospital. Mm-hmm. So that's my lesson to that is never plan ahead. Never plan ahead. You're just, you're like, you're oh, we asking, don't need to record an episode. You're asking the universe to yeah. give you a reason. Just stay on, do the bare minimum all the time. Yeah. Never plan ahead. Last minute is you're better off. as possible. You're better off. So, yeah. So you, this is your first episode in a while, little while. You're, you're you're doing okay, but it seems like you're not quite, you know, sitting for a while doesn't feel good. Nope. So we're doing it from the old king-size bed in the old master bedroom. Ooh, ooh. Humble brag, jeez. Doesn't everybody have a king-size bed? No, you're humble bragging. Here's, here's the thing about king-size beds. Mm-hmm. Once you go king, you can't go queen. Yeah. Well, unless you are in Las Vegas, am I right? Don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know either. Okay, uh, I do have some friends who uh, refuse. The husband refuses to get a king size bed because he likes cuddling with his wife so much. Gross! I don't need that. You can, you can cuddle in a king size bed, but then you just you know when you want to have space, just yeah. move off. That's what I told them. I said all a king size bed does is give you options. That husband's I don't know who you're talking about, but they sound like they are domineering, uh, controlling. That's not uh, what I was... I was thinking needy, <laughs> not domineering and controlling, needy. Um, we just lost our one of our five regular listeners. Congratulations. <laughs> Insulting their husband. I think I would say that to his face. <laughs> okay. That he's a little bit needy for needing a queen size over Who a king size. Who are we size. talking about? <laughs> okay. Okay. So that's our life update. So uh, if it sounds weird or whatever, or we do a bad job today, just uh, be nice, okay? I just had an appendectomy. Yeah, they, we're like, not going to... stabbed me, like, four times. It's too warm in here because we have a fan, but the fan is off because we're... For you, the listener, we're trying to keep it, like, you know, distracting noises to a minimum. We do have humble brag air conditioning. We turn that off, too, because we like you to have... You turned that off? No, I didn't. But oh. usually we turn it off because it makes a noise down I in the I think you're hot recording. because you're surrounded by blankets and pillows yeah. and you're drinking hot coffee. It's decaf. <laughs> but it's still hot. <laughs> it's decaf. And also you're still sweating a I lot. I sweat all the time. It's summer. Okay. 
So before we talk about The Long Kiss Goodnight. Which we watched a while ago. Which we watched about <laughs> three weeks ago. <laughs> Jeez. Legit. I know. I was looking I think at, it was three weeks ago. I was ago. looking at my notes and I was like, oh my God. I yes. know. So bad. But we're going to do it. But before we talk about that, mm-hmm. we're going to do our segment of uh, what you've been watching. So you've been watching a lot of uh, shows, I would imagine, a little bit. Because you've been, for yeah, well, the first week, you were really like just in bed. Yeah, when you're on the mend. Yeah. You just got to stay in bed. And watch Netflix and Hulu and mm-hmm. Amazon. So I'm curious of the shows you watched. Oh, this is yeah. the only time I'm going to even ask you ever. Well, <laughs> it's been a couple weeks. So okay. um, I just watched most recently, and the recency effect means that you remember what you did just recently. Mm-hmm. Um, that Renee Zellweger show. What if? What if? Okay. It was fine. <laughs> Uh, what I was telling you... Glowing uh, review. What I was telling you yesterday is, you know, guys, we get, like, sucked into these dramas. Mm-hmm. Listen, they are no better than our parents' soap operas, our mom's soap operas that they used to watch when we were younger. Are they... They're still on, I think, soap operas, but mm-hmm. I don't think... There's fewer of them. Some and of them I don't, have not survived. Yeah, I don't feel like it's, like, a thing like it was when we were growing up and our moms would, like, at least my mom and a couple moms I know would, like, VHS record it. Watch it when they could. Every day. Soap operas are on every day. Monday to Friday. Yeah. Well, they all are. They're still on, but there's only like... I think there's there's at least two or three that have gone away, re- you know, in the last few years. And there's a few that have survived. General Hospital is still around, I'm oh, sure. Oh, yeah. That's my mom's favorite. General Hospital. Because it's the only anyway, one hang around. So, What If is very much a soap opera. Renee Zellweger is this, like, uh, venture capitalist. She's, like, a bad, evil lady. And then there's, like, potential cheating on people and stuff so what i'll say is that on the plus side of the production value is higher than a soap opera right? yes so that's a in plus. the acting in general on these you know shows is better kelly ripa would be offended was she on a soap opera i think opera? she started on a, a soap opera before she got her other thing um but then the other the down like so then the knock against things that aren't soap operas the soap operas like you just said they're on monday through friday like every week yeah so they're k- pumping out now they have a big cast. They're the original binge watching. Yeah. They have big casts, and so they have, they split it up. So it's not like a ton of work, and it's all in studio, so it's easier to shoot. But still, there's a lot of writing going on there. Mm-hmm. A lot of staring. A lot of minutes of people just staring at each other. So. Pro- yeah. I'm I just mean, saying, like, don't, uh, I mean, you know, I don't know. Okay. So I watched <laughs> that. Um, when I first got back, oh, guilty pleasure, I watched the new Charmed show. The new charm show, so no Alyssa Milano. Yeah. No Rose McGowan. Yeah. No, it was the one person that who other was lady. replaced by Rose McGowan. No. There was oh, three. Yeah, what's Tori Spelling? No. no. Who was it that was on there? What's her name? Ah, uh, she was, a uh, she was, had a bad reputation. You watched all the episodes of that yeah. old one, and it and is not good. I've done it, I think, three times. That is insane. How could you watch it three times? <laughs> It is unwatchable. Well, over once. twenty, the span of twenty years, that's like once every like six, seven years. I'll I'll go back and watch. Listen, it. Listen, back in the day, I really thought that Rose McGowan was a cutie, and so hashtag I, me too. Well, my point is, is that like even that was not enough for me to watch that show. Well, <laughs> so, I'm not watching the show because the women on it are cuties. Well, I'm not saying you're watching it because the scripts are good, because that's not the reason. <laughs> I'm watching it because it's a show that you don't really have to watch intently. That's true. And it's just like, 
it, it's like teenage drama, even though they're like young women. So but. is it is that true of the new show as well? Oh yeah, it's exactly the same. Only yeah. it's different different day, different people. Yeah, yeah. How come they didn't bring? How come like one of those three ladies isn't like the mom or something? They just did a full. It's insulting to the original crew and a cast. Full reboot. Why don't they throw like the dude pull the Fuller House way where you bring in some of the old cast members? Um. Well, the thing is uh-huh. with Charmed. They're the charmed ones because they're three sisters. Okay. So you're going to tell me that one of the characters then, who was a charmed one, then went on and had another three children, but also their own sisters must have died. So no, and had a, was was a uh, had a, was a widow just like her dad, and then it happened to so be the last name was Fuller, so they could call it Fuller House. So you're telling me you, your little scenario can't work in the world where oh, I Fuller could write House? It. I mean, I could have written yeah, come it. Come on. They could have been in there. All right. So enough about the awesome television programming I've been watching. Okay. So you want to talk about your movies you've seen that I haven't seen because you're so mean. You couldn't go. Oh, you couldn't go because you had a little appendix. You got to go to a couple things just recently we'll talk about in a minute. <sighs> okay. Go ahead. Okay. So uh, a few weeks ago. In anticipation for this, this was my tie-in for this episode, Long Kiss Connect. Rather than doing the 2000 uh, Shaft starring Samuel L. Jackson, that seems like too easy of a connection. We'll mm-hmm. do another Samuel L. Jackson movie, The Long Kiss Goodnight. So then I thought we tied in, like, oh, the new Shaft comes out, the new 2019 Shaft, where Shaft is uh, solving a case with his younger son, played by Jesse T. Usher, someone I don't really know other than that terrible Independence Day sequel. So, yeah, I saw that movie. And the thing about Shaft 2019 is, if you saw it three weeks ago, you probably don't remember all that much about it. Is that what you were saying? You don't remember much? It's a pretty forgettable. And it got some pretty bad reviews. I don't... I think the charm of seeing Samuel L. Jackson in a lead role is always, I think, nice. And it doesn't happen. He does a lot of supporting roles. Yeah. He's an older man. That's what happens. What I find funny in this movie is that... uh, So, in Captain Marvel, they went... To painstaking levels to young to make Nick Fury look younger, right. they use CGI and it looks really good. Mm-hmm. Whereas in Shaft 2019, it opens with a flashback from the 80s where Samuel L. Jackson is supposed to be obviously 30 years younger. It's, it's before when Captain Marvel is set. Mm-hmm. And how does this movie solve this problem? Do they use some de aging CGI? Nope. Nah, they just um, put a really really dark marker over his goatee. And they're just a dark like, marker. It, it does not look like real hair. <laughs> like, it's like a sharpie. Like, come here, like, Sam Jackson. Let's sharp against your like hair. Draw in, and then like maybe just see. smooth over some of those wrinkles. Maybe like just with some makeup. It. The point is that it's not convincing. <laughs> it's oh, in geez. a dark room. Like it, it's at night. So I mean that works kind of. I guess. But um, yeah, it, you know, it, it's fine. It's it's definitely never a movie you, you'd want to go to the movie theater for. It bombed. I saw it. The theater I saw it with seemed to be enjoying it. I thought it was fun. Yeah. You'll always enjoy something with Sam Jackson in it. It's pretty, yeah. There's a low bell, there's a low bar when it comes to uh, that. It can be pretty, pretty bad, but um, yeah, it was okay. I also watched Late Night. Late Night. With uh, Mindy Kaling. This is another movie that bombed. A lot of movies have bombed this year. Because uh, Netflix and Amazon and Hulu are killing the movie industry. Everybody saw Avatar, and then everybody's like, nah, we don't need to go anything else. So um, Avatar, what are you talking about? What did I say, Avatar? Yeah, a- Avengers Endgame, who which is competing. What the fuck? Did you just have a stroke? Why did you say Avatar? Okay, so Avengers Avatar plus Avengers Avatar, Avengers Avatar. That kind of sounds close, right? Okay, AV plus Avengers has been doing a push recently to go, get people out to go see it again. So in, in the effort to become the highest grossing movie of all time worldwide, 
that happens to be Avatar. So it's on my oh, mind. Oh, nice cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, whatever. Witness, Tyler just had a mini-stroke. Oh, well, that's happening all the, all the time recently, so... I know, you've been having some dizzy issues. Yeah, mark that down in history. You're probably having all these... I don't know. You know what's probably happening? What? You are probably, like, your other self in another dimension is trying to come into this one. That's why you're not feeling good. So I saw Late Night. What's a movie that uh, talks about dimensions like that? Avengers Endgame. Do they hop dimensions? Avatar. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so you saw Late Night. So I saw Late Night. This is written by Mindy Kaling. Uh, she also stars in it. She is going to work for Emma Thompson at this late night uh, talk show. And it's very pleasant. It's very good. I like Mindy Kaling's writing. We were a fan of her... TV show for a while. I don't think we ended up finishing it. The Mindy Project, it kind of, you know, whatever. It got, got to be past its prime, I yeah, suppose. Yeah, was it the show or was it us? I don't know. But it was good for a little while. And then once it hopped over to Hulu, I felt like maybe they were riding that Hulu train a little bit. And it wasn't But also uh, we're notorious for sometimes not finishing. I do not finish a lot of shows. This like Stranger Things. I, I have no reason for not watching Stranger Things. I just haven't watched season two, and therefore I can't watch season three yet. So, like, do we what have a do? towel around here that you can wipe your sweat off Why with? Don't you shut up! I'm going to fight you till the end of the earth. <laughs> you're, it's so glistening. Yeah, it is kind of sexy though. Yeah, I know. If you're into that sort of thing, I'm into that sort of thing on yourself. Yeah, you're like, man, my sweat is so sexy. Yeah, that's good. So anyway, ugh. Did you just hear that? No, stop it. Did you hear that? <laughs> yeah, I did hear it. Ugh. It's just a car driving by. Calm down. This was doesn't it happen car? in the basement. Or was it the neighbors turning their music on? No, it was the car driving by. That was really loud. Yes. Fuck. <laughs> you need some better insulation. No kidding. That's why we go to the basement to record. So would you recommend Late Night? I would. Um, it's already out of theaters. <laughs> like, it did not do well. So I can rent it? Amazon will have it on their streaming service at some point. It's very good. I I don't know. These movies don't... That This is a Netflix problem and an Amazon problem. Because this level of movie, which is like... An, it's a movie that's kind of aimed for adults. It's uh, But it's not like action. It's not a kid movie. It's not a big blockbuster. These, they just don't put these movies out in theaters anymore because they don't make money. And here's one, another one that just didn't make money. Long Shot with Seth Rogen and Charlie Saren, a very funny movie aimed toward an older audience. Not really old, but, you know, not children. Mm-hmm. And also didn't make much money. So it's a product of you, when you and I talk about Always Be My Maybe on Netflix being like a romantic comedy that's okay. People are like, yeah, okay, I'll watch that. I'll need to go to the movie theater to see Late Night or yeah. Long Shot, you know. Yeah. So that's the problem. Anyway, it's good. Okay. Um, not great, but good. Speaking of children's movies, okay, so, you and you saw by yourself, yes. and then you saw with all their kids. Yes, I took my our four kids with my my mom. Their grandma went to help because you were out of commission. Uh, but I had seen it previously because I have a rule with Pixar. I love Pixar movies. Uh, I've loved them for a long time, especially Toy Story. So I generally <laughs> go see uh, the movie beforehand. I saw The Incredibles two before I. Uh, at like night, late time, uh, before I take the kids, because mm-hmm. the kids like to go to these movies. Um, so I get to see it. That way, if I have to get up, go to the bathroom with the kid or get popcorn, I've not missed anything because I've seen the movie yes. already. But it, that being said, I'm not a big, usually a fan of even movies that I like, seeing them twice in a week, which is what I did with Toy Story 4. Mm-hmm. 
So, Toy Story 4. I'm partially skeptical, I think, because... What? Why are you making a face? I want you to shake the You're thing so me. I can make sure that it's not off. You're going to make sure it's not off. It still yeah. seems to be going. Not. Is it going? It's going. Yay! Okay. So, it's going. Sorry. We're having lots of technical issues up here in the non-recording room. I was like, why am I sweating so bad? I have this heating pad on my... Well, turn the heating pad back. off. You have control over that. <laughs> but, like, my back hurts so bad right now. Okay. So, I was... Uh, you know, I, I love the Toy Story movies. I think that I would say that if I had to pick a trilogy, pound for pound, of being the greatest trilogy, I'm not picking Lord of the Rings. I'm not picking Back to the Future. I'm not picking Star Wars. I'm picking Toy Story. Oh, over Jurassic Park trilogy? Yes, because, <laughs> listen, I love Jurassic Park, favorite movie all the time. It's amazing. But, I mean, its sequel output is yeah. not... No, it's it, garbage. Know, yeah. They're not great. So, no, in terms of just pound-for-pound pound franchise, one yeah. through three, Toy Story is great. So, you know, I think the way that Toy Story 3 ended, I was very nervous about them coming back and, like, yeah, maybe, maybe you know, damaging that uh, ending. That perfect ending. That being said, I was not as negative as some people because I do love Toy Story. I've liked what Disney has done since Toy Story 3 in terms of using the characters in shorts. They had a Christmas special. They had a Halloween special, all of which have been very good. Mm -hmm. They're not, like, emotional gut punches in any way, but they are utilizing the characters and kind of expanding on some different stories. I liked how... Jesse got a a good kind of lead in the Halloween special, so that was that was nice. I liked what they've done. Generally, Pixar doesn't mess up in general, and they really don't mess up Toy Story. So, give it a chance, right? So I saw it, and it's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Toy Story Four is really really good, and uh, it's it's good in a way that I. It's such a strange thing because I think. A lot of people are not... I think people are going to like it, and people have liked it. But there's going to be a group of people that always rank this one last. And and I don't know, I, I don't really want to rank them, but the th one through three is still a trilogy. That's mm -hmm. what's, what's kind of cool about this fourth one. Mm -hmm. It doesn't change anything about one through three. Like, that's still that story. Whereas Toy Story 4 is a movie about Woody. And it's a story that once it begins, you realize that this, they need to do this story. They haven't done this story. This is the story they have to do for Woody. And I really like that story, and I really connected with it. And it's just as it's not as like like just like waterworks tear inducing as toy. You know, the last twenty minutes of Toy Story three. Nor is it as like gut wrenching as Toy Story two. Jesse's uh, song and flashback, right? But there are some really great moments in this movie that, uh, listen, I mean, there's an opening scene that I was just like, yep, you, you got back, yeah, I'm back on board. Mm -hmm. And then uh, the ending is just very, I saw it twice and I was, uh, I was uh, water working on both, both screenings of it, Aww. hiding, hiding it from the children on the, the Why? second one, you know. No way. Let's, ex children. let's explore that. No, one. I don't know. They just didn't notice. They weren't paying attention. I was just kind of like keeping it to myself. Mm -hmm. Um. I think it's really great, and uh, it's a it's definitely a Woody movie. It's a Bo Peep story, which is nice because she wasn't in the third one. And I like how they brought her in, and it's nice because they reconceptualize the character, and it, it's not in a way that's obnoxious, like oh, they made her stronger or more like solo effort. And I don't, I think she still has the qualities that she had, but they've just given her an actual arc and given her more to do, mm -hmm. and she's changed because of what's happened to her. Mm -hmm. So I liked her arc. Uh, didn't and she then, get sold at the yard sale? 
she in Toy Story three they mention that she's gone, and Woody has a moment where he feels just like a horrible sorrow, and and it's it's a really good little tiny one second moment of Toy Story three early on. So in this one, in the first scene, minor spoiler, the first scene is the night that she goes away. Aww. So the, the it, they're back in Andy's room for this one sequence, and yeah, so that's really good, and then. It's a really a story between those two, and then a lot of the other characters. This, the, you know, the one criticism I have is that most everybody else from the original trilogy are they don't have much to do. Buzz Lightyear gets to tag along on the adventure, but he doesn't have much of an arc. Mm-hmm. So, but I love the, all the new characters. So you have um, uh, Jordan Peele, Keegan Michael Key as stuffed animals. They're just basically doing their thing. You have Keanu Reeves. It's the year of Keanu Reeves. We'll talk oh, about that in yeah. a minute. Um, he's amazing. He plays a character named Duke Kaboom, which is a fantastic. And then everybody's favorite, our kids adore this character. They love every aspect of this character's involvement. Forky, mm-hmm. which is the voice of Tony Hale from Arrested Development. I try to tell our eight-year-old, I was like, it's really funny, Mary. I know you like Forky, but it's really funny because he's like kind of doing like a Buster Bluth kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. He's just funny because he's a, he's a fork. He's you a spork. Community earlier. Did I? Yeah. Buster Bluth is from Arrested oh, Development. You said Community. When? Roll the tape. Just now? Yeah. Oh man, it's warm. <laughs> <laughs> At least you don't have a heating pad on your. Right turn now. it off. I'm sweating so bad. Okay, I'm gonna turn it off. Anyway, I love Toy Story Four. I will happily go see it with you if you want to go to it. We just said you need to give me like more than a week because I saw it twice in a week. Jesus. Do you still want to see Toy Story Four? Are you skeptical? I don't know. What does that mean? I don't know. You'll see it when we get it on video. I was perfectly fine with Toy Story being over with number three. I felt really good about it. I felt some closure. I felt complete. I feel like this movie is like, you thought you needed you had closure, but no, you didn't. And here's a good story that you need for Woody that will actually give you the closure that you are really wanting and what you really deserve and what the character deserves. So la boom. La boom. Okay. That's a great movie. Let's move on. We did, so you've been able to get out the last couple of uh, days. So we did see a couple movies, including one that I know that you were really mad at me for going to see. Yes. Without you. Yes. I I saw it again. I made you see it again. What was that movie? Ah, John Wick Chapter 3. Parabellum. Sure. (laughs) Who cares about the subtitle? All it is is uh, Keanu Reeves. Being awesome. Yes. Shooting a bunch of people. Karate chopping a bunch of people. More karate throwing, chopping. Throwing some knives. Oh, so many uh, knives. Having, uh, what's her name in the movie? For about Halle Berry. two scenes. Halle Berry in the movie for a couple scenes. Really awesome. Mostly scenes. just her shooting people and her dogs attacking and, people. And attack dogs. Yeah. German shepherds that are great actors. John Wick stars. uses, yeah, John Wick uses a book to kill a guy. Oh, fuck yeah. Um, it's great. I mean, I talked about it a little bit, but it seems like you were... Very happy to see this on the big yes. screen. Um, he says about 15 words in the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. But it's just Keanu Reeves being a badass. He, I, I, I love that he's become like the, na- he's a national treasure and he's had, he's had a really good summer. Obviously, he's got a great part in Toy Story 4. John Wick, obviously, he's in always, well, never mind. I don't want to spoil that. Oh boy. Um, he's, he's just been red hot and people have finally, He's, he's everybody likes Keanu Reeves again. Yeah. I like that. Uh, not again. Everybody's always liked Keanu Reeves. No, there was a period where they're like, he's such a bad actor. He's just Bill and Ted. Blah, blah, blah. 
But then all the stories came out about how nice he is. Yeah, and I think... And then all the ladies fell in love with him. And there was a few movies where he was not cast correctly, but I think he knows his his good range. He knows what works for him. He has his passions of the things he likes. He loves this martial arts and this stuff. I think that comes through in how passionate he is about it. Mm-hmm. And these movies are really good. Mm-hmm. This movie is a blast to watch a second time in the theater, too. Mm-hmm. Not boring. Mm-mm. So... You got to see it. I'm glad you got to go see yes, it. Yes, so you did. Shall we get to the movie? Do you want to talk about the last thing we just saw, too? Huh, well, how, how many minutes are we Do in? Do you even remember anything about the long kiss goodnight? It's yes. probably fine. I have three pages of notes. Let's just... Okay, that's good. I'm glad you do. We did see... It's a smaller movie just recently. Uh, the Last Black Man in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And what did you think about that? I thought it was very good. Yeah, it's uh, kind of the story of uh, two guys who are kind of crammed in a little room and there's dad's house and he grew up in this other house that's in like the main stretch of San Francisco where the houses are worth like three, four the million dollars now. The fuller house houses. But he, he, exactly, it's a full, it's the full house, uh, house. And, uh, he, he grew up in it, but he, his family lost it. And so he's just kind of like the beginning of the movie. He's just like keeping, like working on it, like on the outside while these other people are living inside. And they're like, yeah. why are you here? He's like, oh, I'm just keeping the house up. Yeah. What was the old lady? That was, what's her name? Oh, I don't know. Who was that? Oh, she seems super familiar. She is familiar, and I don't. I didn't uh, oh. catch her, and I didn't catch anyway, her name in the title. I'm too hot to look it up, so... Anyway, it's like a feature debut, and I, if I was smart about this, I'd have looked up the name of the director, and the writer is... The, the, one, of the, one of the story writers is he's in the movie. Jimmy Fails. Yeah, so... And it's just a... It's really well shot. It's got some great music. Like, the orchestration's good, and then some of the other selections are really strong. Mm-hmm. And then it, the, it's really strong, like, friendship movie between two guys who are trying to work on this house together and other things happen and it's really good it was like a sundance hit i'm glad we saw it and supported it because it was a nice change of pace from some of the other things we've seen yeah yeah you enjoyed it i did you enjoyed getting out of the house more than anything i bet yes and i just like to see a story that we haven't seen a billion times and it's really nice to see that there were some black writers and black actors and black stories being told and i enjoy watching them and experiencing them i was real the first so you you actually i suggested you watch the trailer i kind of didn't i didn't even see the trailer so you wanted me to choose between this movie and midsummer which i'll probably still see but um but after watching both trailers midsummer looked like the wicker man it, well it is it's a two and a half hour wicker man with some i mean i'm excited about it looks that, but, really good it's an a24 yeah. and it's the guy who made was. um hereditary which you liked I which thought. was also very good yeah yeah so you know that's great but you wanted this one was the more and i the point is i didn't see the trailer but when it started the first scene of them they get on a skateboard and stuff like that and i thought when the i was like this is it this is the best movie of the year because like the way it starts is just really strong you're like oh man this is whatever this is is like they've got a sheer hand on it i don't think it's as good as that all the way through it's a little bit long i think it could have been tighter by maybe 10 minutes but um still really good the pace is very slow yeah i thought it was really strong for a while and it just kind of it just just for a little bit i don't even want to really criticize it because it 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 just kind of loses itself a little bit like three-fourths the way in and then it kind of refocuses a little bit but yeah maybe 10 minutes out would have been perfect then i think it's like a top 10 of the year kind of movie we'll see i don't know maybe i'll see it again enjoy it i'm not sure maybe i'll like it more the next time i see it I think if we watched it with a critical eye, we could find some things that could have tightened up. Tightened, yeah. But watching it first time just to enjoy it. Because a lot of ideas are going through it. I think there's a lot of different threads that we're kind of starting to show through. I think maybe some are stronger than others. But 
like I said, it's really well acted from some people that are, you know, less familiar, and I liked it. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Anyway, there we go. We talked about what we saw. Whew, okay. You're warm, aren't you? So, don't go see Shaft. It's fine. Rent it. Rent late night. Yeah. Obviously see Toy Story 4. If you haven't already. Obviously see John Wick Chapter 3. If you haven't already. And if you get a chance, totally check out Last Black Man in San Francisco. Yeah, go see it. Well, it's, if it goes to a theater near you, definitely see it. Then yeah. Yeah, rent it if it comes out. Yeah. Okay, so here we are. Half hour in. We're going to be talking about The Long Kiss Goodnight in 1996. Great. Before we get into some high stats. Great. What do you remember? Okay. Did you... Do you have what you wrote? I do. Which... Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Okay. Uh, what do I remember? So this is where we take a few seconds, uh, 30 seconds, to write down what we remember of the movie. We're supposed to remember nothing about it, but usually we end up seeing, like, the DVD menu, and that jogs a few things. <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes I cheat and look at the plot, but sometimes. then I still don't remember it. Anyway, gotcha. so here's what I wrote this time. Sam Jackson is in this movie. I don't remember the plot. There's guns, violence, and who knows what else. I actually think I saw Kiss the Girls more than this one. <laughs> Did I ever see this one? I don't know. I, I do remember when we started this. You're like, is this the... Morgan Freeman's in this, right? I'm like, no, that's Kiss the Girls. Yeah. And no, you, what you were doing... <laughs> so what you did... You didn't say Kiss the Girls the first time you mentioned it. You said like... No, what's this? This is like this Along Came the Spider movie. Yeah, what's the what, spider one? Along Came a Spider is another Alex Cross movie, and so is Kiss the Girls. That's Morgan Freeman. Yeah. So, I mean, you're on the right thread there, but nothing to do with this movie. <laughs> well, it's like a black guy and a white girl oh, and, and uh, crime. <laughs> that was like a thing in the 90s. It was. Black guy, white girl, crime. <laughs> movie. Done. <laughs> Produced. This one has the benefit of having a Shane Black script, at least. So. Yeah. Okay, I what wrote, do you remember? Well, I wrote, Shane Black wrote this buddy cop extravaganza about Gina Davis having amnesia and forgetting she once had a ba- she was a badass assassin. Do you, did you really remember that? Yeah, I, yeah, of course I did. Of course I did. You fucking have, you've had three strokes in this podcast, but you remember that. <laughs> I picked the movie, so I remember the movie. You remember that Gina Davis had amnesia? Yeah. Jesus. Samuel Jackson plays a cop. See, I got that part wrong. We'll talk about that in a second. Who gets caught in the middle, and he's quipping up and down this thing. That Sam Jackson sound card I had on my college computer consisted of 40% Pulp Fiction lines and 20% Long Kiss Goodnight lines, and then the rest of his filmography. All right, so before we continue, <laughs> yeah. tell us about the Sam Jackson sound card thing. So, in back in the day... <laughs> Did we find it on the internet? I Yeah, I had it and I downloaded it. I don't know if I found it recently. Who knows That's if this saying. is still on there. And it's not like, hello, my future girlfriend is still on the internet. That's still on the internet. Well, Google knew I was looking for soundboard when I started typing it in. So, so. yeah, back in the day, when we were in college, and we... Listen, we only really had fast internet... Starting when we were about 18. Really. I had dial-up at my house. We did not have fast internet until we were, like, d- d- almost out of college. Okay, but it was faster than, what was it, We got DSL it was all connected. year. No, but it was, when we were in the dorm, it was faster in the dorm. Because it was all connected and it was going Oh, that good. was when, like, every, all the networks were shared and you could, like, get into each other's computers and, and get stuff. into each other's music and stuff like that. It Everybody was got so awesome. Music. It was awesome. It was a great time to be alive. <laughs> sure was. <laughs> um... But anyway, this on the internet during this time period, before we had a lot of good things on YouPorn, uh, <laughs> uh, we had things like the Sam Jackson sound card, and it was just where you push a button, and it would play, uh, you know, quips and lines from various Samuel L. Jackson line, uh, movies. 
This is you're looking at one right now, and it doesn't look like the one I had. Doesn't look okay. I'm gonna X out real quick then. Um, it might be. Let's keep it going. No, this looks too new. <laughs> someone, someone did this one. Oh yeah, no, this is way too new. But it was totally like just like, and it was just like one line of dialogue. And the idea was what you would, I think, what the idea was during this time period, where you would use a sound card and then like make prank phone calls, mm-hmm. and then you would like just only speak with that person. I think mm-hmm. this is like what radio shows or something did, right? And yeah. so there was a Sam Jackson one where some of them would just like we'd just be like, "What? Here this it is. is it. Yep. This is totally. Yep. It. This is the one. Okay, we will link to it on the <laughs> podcast uh, page yeah. at oldmillennialsremember.com. Yeah, this is it. The website is realmofdarkness.net, <laughs> and then it's slash sb for soundboard slash Samuel. Yeah, for, uh, forward slash. Anyway, we'll link to it. This okay. is it. Yep. You want me to play some of it? Yeah, I want you to because okay. it's just like uh, yeah. Okay, I'm just playing on my computer, so it's not going to be the best. Uh, okay. Which ones would you like me to Well, uh, so they have it broken down to, like, intros, names. How you doing, baby? Yep, there you go. How you doing, baby? You remember Antoine Rockamora? Yeah, and so then there's names and stuff. And this then is Samuel L. Jackson. So if you can hear that, you could, like, get it together. Where you so could... then there's replies. You can say yes or correct. Yes! Yep. No, 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 no. What's the matter? <laughs> you were saying something about best intentions. That's all you had to say. Go to... You were finished. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. So there's a lot of angry ones, and that was the good stuff, right? Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Pul- say what one more goddamn time. Pulp Fiction, you know. They speak English in what? Pulp Fiction. Shut the fuck up, fat man. <laughs> so Shut it's just... Fuck out my face with that shit. <laughs> well, I'm a mushroom cloud laying motherfucker, motherfucker. This some serious gourmet shit. Blessed is he who in the name of charity and goodwill shepherds... That's the long one. What country you from? Yep. But I don't want that. Is my, mu- want is that. my muffins one on there? Yeah, see, this might not be the whole one. I feel like this is the what it was. Yeah, but it's, some of them's missing. There's a lot of Long Kiss Goodnight ones missing. I wonder if there's another one. Oh, see, so that one looks like it was made... Okay, we're gonna look. Oh, okay. So that, yeah, that one was made more recently. The one I had definitely had a lot from Long Kiss Goodnight, including like, oh, fuck, yeah, burn the darn muffins, what we heard in the opening trailer, and things of this nature. A lot of, there was not a lot of new movies on there. Some of the 2000 Shaft, mostly Pulp Fiction, 2000 Shaft, Long Kiss Goodnight. These were all of the, and kind of important ones. And so, we, we, I would just play them in the, in the college room loudly. And that Couldn't was fun. find it. Oh well. Anyway, that's what the sound card was, and I yeah, listen. Like so many of them were from this movie that when I was watching this movie, I was like, you knew. All oh of my them. god, I know all of these lines. You, you knew all of them because Does this I look familiar. No, that doesn't look like it. But they've got some good stuff though. Look at that. Oh, that's bigger. See, there's lots of the internet's wonderful. There's lots of things where you can just listen to Samuel L. Jackson yell profanities all the time. I'm super fly TNT. I'm the guns of the Navarone. Yeah, that's a good one. I had that one. That was that one was on the. Um, the card sound card I have. And I will strike down upon you still the fucking crack. Oh, oh right. god. You gotta stop him. The other one it would stop on itself. No 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 no. <laughs> Does he look like a bitch? <laughs> Does he look like a bitch? See that you have to do both of them. Yep. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't fucking blow this shit up. Love that it. was on there too. See, this one has more. Blow this shit up. 
Okay. So good. You should okay. probably stop doing this. Or I'm just going to be interrupting you for yeah. the rest of the podcast because... <laughs> You're the one who took notes on this movie, so... Okay. What so let's go into the... Anyway. Oh. So that's what you remember. And I listen, I've, I saw it a few times. It wasn't like a, a, a huge rotation movie. I feel like you and I maybe watched it once early no, on. You don't feel like no you watched it? There's no fucking way because I do not... Gina Davis is like little... What's the League of Her Own? Yeah. That wasn't that far off. Gina Davis is not this movie. It's this because okay, we'll get into the high stats, but it was Rennie Harlan was the director, and she was married to Rennie Harlan, right? I don't know. You're the fucking movie guy. (laughs) You took all these notes, and you don't have any notes on this, right? I take notes on the movie. Okay, guys. Do you have have your high stats? Do you have your high stats? (laughs) Yes, I have high stats. Long kiss, good night. 1996, October. 11th, 1996. Okay. Two hours, one minute. Mm-hmm. Rated R. Sure. Starring Sam Jackson, Gina Davis. Yep. Bunch of other people. Craig Bierko. Craig Bierko. <laughs> Brian Cox, who we'll get to a clip of him in a little bit. Yep. It had a budget of $65 million. Mm-hmm. Opened at $9 million. <laughs> Not great. <laughs> grossed in the U.S., $33 million. Not a hit. <laughs> Cumulative worldwide, Eighty-nine million. I mean, it cleared over. It, yeah, Ugh, well, that's not good. It probably rented pretty well. Probably broke. It broke even. Eventually. No, it didn't rent well. None of us saw this movie. <laughs> it rented well. <laughs> when are we going to start doing movies that people have actually seen? <laughs> we did. We did Tremors. That's a classic. You hadn't even seen that. Yes, we did. Yes, I did. Like one time barely. before that, we did. We've done box office hits galore. All we've done is box office discs and uh, The Last Dragon. I am so hot right now. And Teen Witch. <laughs> I need You're to, hot for me talking like yeah, this? Yeah, oh, baby. because we're in the bed together. Ooh, that's what's <laughs> steaming up in here. So the director was uh, Rennie Harlan, correct? I don't know where to find that. It's right yeah. there. Rennie Harlan. So Rennie Harlan was married to Gina Davis at the time. They had made Cutthroat Island, which was like that pirate movie. That's nope. wretched. Nobody knows what that is. Either. It was a big, it was expensive, just like this was kind of, I think it was more expensive than this, and Although, it also did not I, make money. Is it about pirates? It's about pirates. Oh my God, that sounds amazing. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> I'm going to look it up. And then Rennie Let's Harlan. Let's do that one next. Rennie Cut Harlan, Thro- Cutthroat Island. If you, oh yeah, you really want a movie that no one's seen. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, oh, wow. And then Sam Jackson would move later go work with Rennie Harlan again, I think on a couple projects, notably Deep Blue Sea is another Rennie Harlan joint. What the fuck is Cutthroat Island? It's a pirate movie. It's not like good. pre, uh... Oh, yeah. This was when... This is the reason why everybody thought Pirates of the Caribbean was going to bomb, because they're just like, fucking new pirate movie. There's no way anybody's going to go to this. Remember Cutthroat Island? Guys, if you just if you just want a real treasure right now, you like how I said treasure there? Yeah. Go on to Google Images and just search Cutthroat Island. Oh, it just, it what looked, the fuck is this movie? It looks like the same clips you have in Pirates of the Caribbean. Like, that's what it looks but, like. Oh, I get it. Uh, Johnny Depp was just trying to look like Gina Davis. That was his inspiration. No, Keith Richards se- is no, what they say, but seriously, it was really... Look at Gina Davis. It was really Gina Davis. Oh, I wonder if Google's already discovered this. Okay, Cutthroat Island. <laughs> this is what happens every time. We're not even talking Johnny about anything. You're just looking up things on Google. Depp. Oh my god. Pirates. You're going to just get... What did you type in? <laughs> no, I want like a side-by-side. No, I don't... The Google Johnny let you Depp down. versus... What's her name? Gina Davis, really? Gina Davis, really what? Yeah, why don't you create this? Because everybody's searching Johnny Depp nowadays. <laughs> okay. I, probably I, did, did it say, did you mean Johnny, Vett, Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard? 
Come on, Google. <laughs> oh, well, I guess if it doesn't exist, I'm going to have to create it. Yeah, they don't. It doesn't exist. I'm sorry. There's no side-by-sides here. Nope. But see, if you look at those two pictures... Obviously. Uh, it looks like they're in the same movie. I mean, she doesn't have, like, the red headband. Well, no, it's not. she's not supposed to... Okay, yeah. He's doing a little bit of Keith Richards and a little bit of Gina Davis. He's doing a lot of Gina Davis. <laughs> All right. <laughs> So do you want to talk about do you want to talk about this movie Long Kiss Goodnight? I do like Johnny Depp, but it turns out he like punches his girlfriend or something. Yeah, it's not uh, good. What a jackass! He's also made some bad movies of late, but well, that probably is not as fine. bad I don't as care about uh, that. Yeah, yeah, him and Amber Heard. That was not a good situation. It seems like uh, well, I don't, listen, I don't want to get sued. <laughs> so but it seems um, like your plot about. This movie was spot on. Except for Sam Jackson is not a cop. He's a disgraced cop who's now a private detective. Same difference. And you have, before we get into the Gina Davis stuff, did you have a clip of the Sam Jackson introduction to in this movie? Because it's pretty um, Samuel Jackson-y. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do. Once you play, play on that sucker. Okay, what about what minute are we at? I don't know. Because I like to... I 44. Go okay, I gotta make a note. Oh, my there. God. <laughs> we just started talking about it. Okay, here we go. Uh, 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 don't give me attitude, sir. See, you're assuming I won't shoot your sorry ass, and everyone knows when you make an assumption, you make an ass out of you and umption. Now, I'm Sergeant Madigan Vice, and if you do cop a two jerk off, I will see to it you spend the next ten years in prison getting ass fucked. And if the case is thrown out because my arrest was too violent, I will personally hire men to ass fuck you for the next ten years. So if you're an ass fucking fan, you go ahead and mouth off. Meanwhile, you're under arrest for the crime of prostitution. <laughs> so you know not exactly pc later in the movie he's like <laughs> this character is like he sees a woman like walking running down oh, the street God. and he like ogles to the point where he swerves the car almost off the road that's where we're at in yeah. this uh, world yeah <laughs> sam jackson real in the 90s oh it's this movie is so 90s it's so shane black in that it one it starts out at christmas all of his movies uh, tend to be or at least at some point on christmas and then you have usually an unlikely uh, combination of uh, a team-up, Lethal mm-hmm. Weapon, uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, all of this. He uh, just likes mixing up black folk and white folk. Well, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang was the one I just said was Val Kilmer and Robert Downey Jr. Do you want to speculate on that one or uh, no? I don't know. <laughs> so. He also likes the word kiss. Yeah, he does. How many movies have the word kiss? Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, The Long Kiss Goodnight. The nice kissing guys with Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe. There's no kissing in that one. Oh, that was a good movie. Yeah, that's Shane Black. The nice guys? Yeah. Anyway, uh, so, you know, this is this kind of thing. And then his dialogue is very much uh, profane, fast, lightning fast. Um, his movies are always pretty much, they're pretty, they're almost always overplotted. To the point of exhaustion, which is very God. true of this movie. Yes. I, it's, it's a, I think it's a fun asset. It's, he's definitely kind of doing it on purpose. Like, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of characters going on. Everybody's moving really fast. There's always just one thing stacking on top of another. That's very much this movie because this movie is about, we meet Gina Davis in a, in a parade. She's a like Christmas a, parade. A, she's a, she's the parade, princess of the parade or yeah. whatever. Yep. And, uh, she's just like, uh, she's, they acknowledge that she has had amnesia from nine years ago, mm-hmm. but she's gotten with a guy that looks like David Strathairn, but is not David Strathairn. Yep, correct. Looks just like him. He, it's his kid. This is her kid. She was pregnant when she kind of knocked, got knocked into her amnesia, right? Correct. So, so it's, it's 
He is like her father, but not her. Right. She, they got they got together when maybe she's pregnant. Will be shortly after. He treats like the kid like he's the dad, and but she doesn't know anything about the real dad or what her life was. Yep. Until she starts getting some flashes, mm-hmm. and the flashes are very fun because it's like Gina Davis, who's got her long brunette hair. And then her flashes are like the slicked back, like Sharon Stone blonde hair business. And she's like taunting her and she's like seeing her in the mirror and things mm-hmm. like that, right? This is where this movie kind of just gets crazy. Sam Jackson. It's, th- I mean, this movie's so like full over stuff that it's like, it's really quickly mentioned that Sam Jackson like did some research for her at some point on her history. Yeah, because she's hired some private detectives right to help her discover her past because they don't have her they, other than that there's no connection between the two he nope. just did some work for her prior yep but, and it wasn't even him it was like his colleague right so that it's a, such a loose connection right and so when you see sam jackson in the beginning of this movie his story is not anything to do with the actual story so then i don't know you took the notes but there's I did. Like, you want to know the breakdown of how the movie starts yeah well when i want to know in when, the parade oh, someone sees her right there's a guy in prison oh, watching yeah. her and he sees her and he fucking freaks out mm. and then it flashes back to um some sort of car accident and uh they're smoking and her name's actually charlie right i don't know what her anyway that so anyway they go after her at that point but what's great is that there is a she's goes home from a Christmas party yep. with this old man or something. She's taking a drunk home. Oh yeah, and they get in this car wreck, and she oh, flies the off accident. the road. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. she okay, she flies off the road, and she like hits a deer. She hits the deer. That's why they go off the road. Yes. Right? So forgot about that. She goes and sees the deer she hit is oh, dying. Oh, hold on. The lesson we learn here, though. Yeah, I'm, is, well, I'm getting to that. Is don't wear your seatbelt. <laughs> Because she flies out of the window. She's fine. She gets a little scratch on her head. There's, never but plan ahead and then never wear your seatbelt. The guy who had his seatbelt on. The drunk. He's, he gets fucked up and then he gets uh Well, that's what the trapped. point I was getting. He's in the car. The, yeah. He's trapped. The car is going up in flames. Yep. Gina Davis does not go back to rescue this man. Nope. She sees the deer that's injured on the ground and is like, I think I'll put this deer out of its misery. Yep. <laughs> and she snaps the neck of the deer. Yep. Because you're like, oh shit, she can snap necks of deer. Meanwhile, that poor old fellow... He's burning alive. Yep. And he's dead. There's no, and then there's no other mention of this other than like, she's got like a bandaid on her head and she's getting like her, her head wrapped up yes. at home or something, right? Yes. So they, she's killed the man. Well, she didn't kill him, but you know what I oh, mean. Oh, I'll teach him for trying to get a little handsy with oh, her. Oh, he did get handsy, didn't he? This movie's, this movie's yeah. got some horn dog aspects. He did, that's why she didn't care if he died. See, Shane Black punished that character. Sam Jackson's lucky to have survived this movie with all his horn dogginess. He barely did. Which though. does he, so remind me, he doesn't really, um, that being as horndoggy as Sam Jackson is in this movie, he doesn't really hit on Gina Davis so much. He's kind of surprised by her behavior when she starts acting like the assassin lady. But he doesn't ever like try to cross a line. Mm. Or no. I think there were one or two lines where he uh, made some sort of sexual He made a remark, but didn't, yeah. it didn't become like full on like, I'm, he didn't, I'm going like, after you. He didn't try to fuck her. Okay. Yeah. So it was in his nature, obviously, to make quips, but he didn't uh, cross the line beyond yep. that. So there's no there's no romantic relationship between the two of them yep. in the movie. Um, so then the next thing I remember is that she's, like, cutting carrots at home. She's chopping carrots. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, wow, her hand starts chopping really fast. She's like, chop, 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 chop. <laughs> she looks super surprised. Yeah. And then she's, like, telling her husband, like, get all the produce out of the fridge. I think I was a chef. Look at me. I'm chopping. I'm chopping, chopping, chopping. <laughs> And so, so her silly. husband and her daughter get all this produce out of the fridge. 
And and so she's doing all this, and then all of a sudden, she chucks the fucking knife across the kitchen yeah. into the wall. Whoosh! These cooking scenes are always tough because they have across the eats either this and then the one that it reminds me of. And I know this doesn't really relate. It's when James Franco and Kirsten Dunst are like cooking in Spider-Man Three for like a five-minute sequence for no reason. Remember that shit? I didn't, did I see that? The old, the Sam Raimi ones. I blocked all of that out of my <laughs> mind. Black suit, Tobey Maguire one, where like. James Franco has amnesia, like uh, Gina Davis, and he's like, I don't remember if my dad was a Green Goblin. I don't remember who I am. Let's make a salad, Kirsten Dunst. Oh, remember fuck. that shit? No. Oh man, I don't remember these things. James Franco's performance in that movie is uh, incredible. <laughs> okay, so then next scene, there she's ice skating with her daughter. Oh yeah, a lot of and ice then, skate, ice related scenes in this yeah, movie. Yeah, and then her daughter slips and hurts her arm. Oh, yeah. And then uh, Gina Davis's alter ego comes out, and she's kind of like a mean bitch to the kid <laughs> about falling. She's yeah. like, she's like, I don't give a shit that you fell. You will skate to the edge. Am I understood? And then it turns out that the girl, like, literally had broken her arm. And she was like, I'm so sorry. I didn't, I don't even remember what happened. That's pretty great. Um, okay, so then. So then. Oh, the Christmas more? carolers come. Oh, geez. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff in this movie. Just a the lot Christmas of Christmas carolers shit. come to her house. Yeah. And uh, they're not just Christmas carolers. Well, they are Christmas carolers, but amongst the Christmas carolers is a... Assassin. Yes, a gunman. A gunman. He blows a hole in the wall. Mm-hmm. He's fuck. He, he bounces into the house and he's bl- blasting his gun. So then... It, okay, so he blows this giant hole in the wall. Yeah. And she's very concerned for her eight-year-old daughter. So her plan is to take her eight-year-old <laughs> daughter and chuck her out through the hole in the wall of the house. Yeah, there's some good... Into uh, the fucking backyard treehouse. Yeah, there's some good visuals of people getting chucked. Sam Jackson gets blown out of a window later. Oh. And it's like a dummy <laughs> that goes yeah. through the building. It's so great. Yeah. <laughs> but then the guy start proceeds to beat the fuck out of her. Yeah. He's like beating the shit out of her right um and then he grabs a knife and then she just smashes his face in with a pie pan right and then she has a great line where she goes chefs do that yeah because she's, she's convinced before. she's a chef yeah and then sam jackson's there and then we have some sam jackson he's like on the scene yeah he's there after the cops are there yeah and then they kind of go work together for a little bit to kind of figure out what's going on oh no i remember when sam jackson's there and then the cops show up and then he has to yell at the cops not to shoot him yeah. So we have a lot of this, like, uh, black man trying not to get shot by the cops. Yeah, not a lot has changed. <laughs> That's 1996, true. we're still doing that. Yep. Um, Craig Bierko, he's in this movie as, like, the main villain, the main other assassin. Yep. God, they were really trying to make this guy happen for a while. That's a phrase you like to use a lot. What? Well, they were trying to make him happen, because I remember he was in... Some movies, and then he was on, like, he was on, every like, everybody was on Boston Legal. Remember that show with James Spader and William Shatner? Yeah. Like, every season there'd be a new, it would be James Spader, what William Shatner. What James Spader? He's just kind of hanging. He was on, he's on the blacklist. He's had a long-running show. That's still on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's been still working. Um, but then it was Candace Bergen, and then everybody else would just be, like, different. Every year yes. they'd have a new run of cast members, and he was one of these. I think he was in the season with, like, Taraji P. Henson, even. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I it was, that. like, none of these characters ever worked. Taraji P. Henson was good, obviously, but um, Julie Bowen was on that show for a while before Modern Family. Anyway, this guy, he's such a... His face is just, like, he's always grinning. I don't know. He's an interesting... Uh, what do you think about him as a villain in this movie? Is it believable at all? I think so. He's kind of schmucky and schmarmy. He's schmucky, that's for sure. Yeah. 
It, the um, one thing that I've in in these movies that's Shane Black is uh, the way he writes. Um, you can tell when certain characters are comfortable with that kind of writing, and when they're not. Craig Bierko less comfortable. Sam Jackson obviously comfortable with quippy dialogue, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you know, you've seen Robert Downey Jr. and Val Kilmer great with that later in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Brian Cox we're going to talk about other than the one scene we've pulled. A little bit weird and awkward with the quippage of the lines. He's more of like a Shakespearean, like... It's kind of funny to listen to that guy try to spout some of these lines. Yeah, it's that's pretty, true. It's pretty odd. Yeah. But he does have one great uh, uh, sequence involving a... Is it a cat or a dog? It's a I think dog. that's his introduction into the movie. Okay, so he's like some kind of connection to Gina Davis's life beforehand. Yeah. And we can just get to that because he... Well, you don't... You can't skip the White House scene. The White House scene. Oh, there's a scene at the fucking White House in oh this movie. Oh my god. This was the scene that blew your mind. You were like, I don't know what happened in the scene. We had to like play it twice because it was just so bad. I was like, why are we at the fucking White House? Because we've been in like suburbia this whole time. We've been in suburbia. There's old Gina Davis in the fucking parade and then Sam it's like. Sam Jackson's going after some people. He's a private dick. But like, then all of a sudden we're at the White House. We're at the fucking White House and I feel crazy. like they're in like the. The president's kitchen or something. <laughs> yeah, they go in the kitchen. Know. Or the, the pantry. The big pantry in the kitchen. And there's some fucking people. And the president of the United States. Yep. And he's all like, you recruited this woman? Because they're watching... They're talking about the her. parade or whatever. They're talking about her and how she's, you know... I don't fucking... I still don't understand the scene. Well, this is Shane Black. This is a lot of this, like, big conspiracy things yes. going on. This okay. is what he always does. And sometimes he just, like, even just throws it away. Like, even the nice guys are just like, oh, yeah, well, that happened. Let's move on. Like, it's just... They always just, like, gloss over it eventually. So the president's mad at this CIA... Uh, what... The guy who the, the hired guy, her. The manager, like, I, whatever. She's like a gov- she was a government assassin. Director. CIA director. Right. That's what I was looking for. And he's also... The president's mad at him for... <laughs> recruiting this woman yeah and so then he's like he's like to be an asshole the president to be an asshole is like oh where's our funding i'll tell you where it is can you say healthcare? <laughs> i was like what the fuck well, i don't get it they explain it later do kinda. they though <laughs> it's part of like do the big they plot. is he making a joke no it's no it's about like because they go get funding there's a whole thing later where they're talking about this is it like the 90s and we we're actually like trying to fund healthcare? like i'm actually legit asking we've attempted what is this We've attempted to fund healthcare a couple different times recent in recent decades. Um, mostly just try to dismantle it, but um, yeah, yeah. No, I don't know. It's very baffling. It comes out of nowhere, but again, it's just very much in spirit with this kind of Shane Black type screenplay. Yeah, because then it's like, okay, cut from uh, White House to Sam Jackson driving a car, checking out a lady, <laughs> yeah. and then uh, he's all just like, uh, I checked out her form. Okay, I checked out her form. Is that a fucking thing people say? Well, Sam Jackson in this movie, sure. If it's any consolation, you beat her hands down. What a dickwad. <laughs> yeah. It's just, you know, it's just, it's the 90s. Then. Yeah. Then we cut. Okay. To some old lady watching TV <laughs> with Brian Cox. So Brian Cox is like a former contact that she knows. Gina Davis knows from her past. And she's trying to connect with this guy yeah. to get answers. And then Brian, this is how we introduced Brian Cox. You have the clip. Yeah, it's it's better seen than yeah. heard. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> t- deal with it. Alice, please, your dog, Alice. It and my appetite are mutually exclusive. Well, what's wrong with the dog? It's simple. He's been licking his asshole for the last three straight hours. 
I submit to you that there is nothing there worth more than an hour's attention. And I should think that whatever he is attempting to dislodge is either gone for good or there to stay. Wouldn't you agree? Yep, that's just this introduction. So that, it cuts to that. It's very this strange. This little chihuahua yeah. licking its ass vigorously. Vigorously licking its ass. We've all seen that in a dog sometimes. You're just but like, then what hear, the hell? To hear Brian Cox in his Shakespearean voice. Yeah. Pretty fun. Then he was like, Wolverine? <laughs> oh, I know. He was mean to Wolverine. He was mean to Wolverine. He's a bad, bad guy. <laughs> so, um... Yeah. Ooh, do we? So eventually, we get this. This was in the trailers. This was trying to sell the movie where they're in a building and they've got to get out of the building because they're getting attacked. And so they decide to blow the a train hole. station. Well, they're in that building. They got to jump and they they jump out of a building and they crash. They she shoots the machine gun into the ice. That's the train station. Okay. Yeah. Great sequence. Yeah. It's mostly because here's Sam Jackson not wanting to participate in uh, this. You know, he's he's out of his element. This is not what he gets in himself into. Yeah. You know what though. Before they jump out of the window, mm-hmm. you don't see this in movies now, where there's right. like violence and shooting and just like a and like at a train station, right? And in this movie, there the bad guys are shooting wildly and yeah. like f- there's like fifteen dead innocent bystanders people. get killed, yeah, just fucking mowed down. You don't see that as much anymore because Disturbing. of obvious because of obvious we've had so much of that that it's like we it's not you can't watch it in movies anymore. It's, it's uncomfortable now. And in this same podcast, yeah. I ranted and raved about how much I love John Wick. Because in John Wick, nobody that is shot is uh, innocent. They're all assassins trying to kill John Wick. Because the whole world is comprised of 50% assassins, uh, you know, that's just... It's a lot the, of people. That's the price you pay when you decide to be an assassin. You can either not be an assassin and stay out of this life, or you could be an assassin and you might, might possibly true. get mauled by Halle Berry's dog. And the morality there, I feel I feel good about that. Well, it's all about tone, and it's all about how you present it. Yeah. I think it's always tricky. There are always even some moments in John Wick movies where you're just like, oh, it's yeah. like, I don't know if I should be enjoying that. Um, you know, the car, it crosses the line. But yeah, you don't see this kind of like bystander shooting anymore because, you know, it happens too often in real life. So... Yeah, so a bunch of innocent people get mowed down. Very. It's a little bit weird, yeah. It's, it sticks out. Then the bad guys are throwing, like, grenades at Sam Jackson and Jaina Davis. Yep. So she shoots the window. Yep. It's like a three-story drop out the window. It's amazing. She um, knows that there's thin ice because she had made some comment before, I feel like, about there being thin ice. Plus, she knows, she knows the surroundings. So she shoots the ice mm-hmm. so they can land in it. Yep. That was pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. That's our second major incident involving ice. Mm-hmm. Later on... She'll be on ice skates again. Yep. Shooting her guns. Oh, my God. This movie. <laughs> then it's to the scene at the farm. Did Brian Cox get it yet? No. Oh, okay. It's in this next scene. So he get they meet up with him, though, and this is where the line... This is where he's got some weird dialogue where he's just rattling off stuff and Brian Cox seemingly having some trouble with it. Yeah. He picks her up, saves them, drives them away, and then he's trying to tell her, like, you're an assassin. She's like, I work for the PTA. And he's yep. like, then quit. Yeah, that's a dumb line. <laughs> yeah, and then they're trying to like give all. Yeah, so ugh, that was a dumb scene. Yeah, it's weird. This movie, his so Sam Jackson's got some great quips and rants in this movie, mm-hmm. but he's he also it also it oddly goes in and out. 
Yeah. Like, he's got a big, long stretch where it's like, oh, man, that was great. And then he's really, like, kind of a sideline for a while, even though he's around. Yep. And then these other characters are kind of doing it, or they're, like, relying on Craig Bierko to, like, do lines, and it doesn't work as well. You gotta give all your quips to Sam Jackson. Yep. Don't... I think Gina Davis does her, but she's got a different type of character to play. She's badass, and she gets a few, but her she's more, like, that stoic, a set John Wick type of, you don't yes. say as much. You need yep. the Sam Jackson to... You need the Sam Jackson to get all the other stuff out, so... So then we're at the farm mm-hmm. with that slimy guy. What's his name? Bjorko. Bjorko. Mm-hmm. They get caught. Yeah. Then there's that weird contraption under the water. Oh, yeah. This is where Brian Cox they is. They tie her up. Yeah. It's like a, what do you call it? Uh, like a water I want to say like a windmill, but it's not a windmill. Oh, yeah, like it's a, wa- a, a water mill, like a sawmill, like a... Yep. A wa- yep. yep. Whatever that thing's you called. So he's basically trying to drown her. Right. So she's all tied, attached to the thing, so she goes underwater. That's where we see Brian Cox is dead. But he makes a comment earlier in the car where he keeps he packs a gun near his willy. So she gets down <laughs> out. She escapes. She cuts her own rope with something, gets out, kills him, whatever. Then she becomes herself. She cuts her hair. She dyes it. She then... rescues, like, naked Sam Jackson or something like that? Sure. They stripped him or whatever? Yeah. Okay. And then the movie shifts into Gina Davis being full-on... Badass, because Craig yes. Berko goes after her family, finally. Yep. And that's how they've got to kind of confront this whole situation head on. This is where we get a lot of the... Let's see, it's been a couple weeks. I think a lot of that healthcare stuff and their overall plot gets discussed around here. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Go read the Wikipedia entry. <laughs> what do you want from me? This is what happened. <laughs> okay. In a paragraph. She calls the agency. Yes. They try to kill her. Okay. But then she realizes they have to go get some bracelet from her kid to get money and IDs in a safety deposit box. She's looking at her daughter through um, a scope. Mm -hmm. She's back at her house trying to find the thing. Oh, that's right. Um, It's her kid's in an angel costume and she's getting all like getting the feels. And then the bad guys come. Sam Jackson honks and drives away. She grabs her skates. There it is. And skates across some fucking pond or lake or something with her gun. That's awesome. She kills the three guys. Cut to church with her daughter. Bad guy gets the girl. There's something about a phone company. (laughs) Masking the phone number. Tracks his phone to Niagara Falls. Operation Honeymoon. Yeah, you got a big uh, Niagara Falls uh, battle here, which is pretty great. Uh, (sighs) I wrote down some of the other lines. I wish we had that correct soundboard up, but it's just like, he makes a comment about getting a boner. Uh, he says, I'm a bad motherfucker. That happens in this movie before, uh, I think he sings that one, doesn't he? Because he's got a thing where he's like, he tries to remember things by singing, but mm-hmm. it's like, da na 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 na, put mm-hmm. my shotgun in the trunk, ban, like all that. But he's like, what one point? He's like, because I'm a bad motherfucker. That's pretty great. Um, another one where he's like, uh, he said he went to prison because he used to be a cop, but he got caught taking money, which he just openly admits to. And he's like, it was a real shithole, and I'm not going back. The not going back was part of the sound card. I like that one a lot. Mm-hmm. These are all harder to find on YouTube. I'm a little bit disappointed in YouTube for not providing the proper Long Kiss Goodnight clips. I agree. They got all the Pulp Fiction ones are on there, but come on. See, this, he's more than one one iconic movie of awesome lines. Okay, I agree. Come on, guys. Come on, Internet. Figure it out. Agreed. So then, yeah, at this final shootout, this is when Sam Jackson's dummy doll gets blown out of a window, which is pretty classic. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gets shot. Um, he was going to die. I think I read that they were going to, like, the character was going to die off, but then that didn't test well, so they made sure he was alive, obviously. Obviously. You don't kill off these characters. Come no. on. You don't want to do that. Um, yeah. It's pretty fun. 
it's a fun uh, movie. Oh yeah, the um, oh yeah, this is what I wrote. I wrote a note about this because this is a comment about like uh, they're making some fake like Sam Jackson makes some comments about like some fake terrorist shit, and you get a budget from Congress after you pull some fake uh, uh, terrorist ship, and then you blame uh, some poor dead Arab. Yeah, budget cuts, kill four thousand for real, and of course blame it on the Muslims. Yeah, there you go. So then that is obviously like just weird because then all these. 9-11 uh, conspirator, conspiracy theorists, you know, make this comment all the time, obviously. That it's we just weird because it's like, stuff. he even said, like, kill 4,000, and it it's was like 3,000. 3, like, right. that's just, like, real close. It is. It's odd, and it sticks out, it's obviously, like because there's these... Now, we don't... We're not saying that we subscribe to that theory, obviously, no. but I'm just saying that, like, that was a big... That's still a big conspiracy yeah. theory out there, that... That was like some stage shit. It wasn't, obviously, but you know. Who knows? Oh, come on. <laughs> don't say that. It's ridiculous. Why not? Say don't, that? don't talk about government conspiracy theories. No, come on. This is not this show. Jesus. Well, if Shane Black were writing this movie of today. Well, yeah, he would throw it he in there. Sure. It. No, but come on. It's a real tragedy. Let's not. I'm not saying it's shit. not a real tragedy. <laughs> I'm just saying it's weird it's that in this movie... It's very weird that it sticks out. And that's... So, by the way, thanks, YouTube. There's about 90 clips of that because we have to be like, oh, that happened in real life, blah, blah, blah. But we don't well, have the actual awesome weird. clips. But, okay, but, like, we haven't... Like, hey, uh, one guy on the internet, someone else has already uploaded that scene. Can we, like, have another scene where he talks about as awesome lines of dialogue? You, you want to talk about the gasoline-peeing baby? <laughs> it's pretty great. Please do. There you go, ahead. Well, she uses it to, like, uh, make a Molotov cocktail, essentially, right? Where she, like, fills it with some gas or something? Okay, no. What? Close. Okay. Oh, she so, uses it to light. The, well, first, the, the bad guy. They've kidnapped her daughter, right? The right. bad guy's like, this little girl's gonna get a doll for Christmas. He really insists on that. Like, that's a whole 35-second scene. It's dumb. God, everything's beautiful. So then when Gina Davis gets up to her daughter and she realizes she's trapped in this, like, basement and she's going to get caught by the bad guys, yeah. she's surrounded by gasoline. Now, you don't know this because they save it for the payoff, but she takes that baby mm. off screen. You're not seeing this. And she sucks that pissing baby up with gasoline. Then the little she girl... sucks it up? You know how, like, you you fill the peeing babies with water? You just said that very oddly, that's all. Well, I'm envisioning that she, like, she, like, she squeezes like, it out, and then, you know... Oh, I thought you were, like, siphoning it through her mouth like you do, like, a gas, gas no, tank. No, I'm thinking, like, just sucking it up in the baby. All the sucking talk in the bed. I don't know, Angie. Jesus Christ, Tyler. <laughs> so then the little girl's carrying the, the doll, and then uh shmarmy guy, Bjorko, Bjorko. <laughs> locks her and the girl in a freezer and is like, you're going to freeze to death and die, and then we're going to take your body you. out to oh, the fucking woods and you're going to be dead. Yeah. Well, Gina Davis starts making that little baby doll piss gasoline, and mm. it leaks through under the door out to where there's these can- these canisters of gas and then she makes a spark and then <laughs> big blow up and then she can escape it's a good thing you took nuts on this movie <laughs> i remember that scene that was a good that's pissing good. baby scene that's good yeah is this a movie that's oddly like i i enjoy it when we watch it and it's obviously it's got my favorite actor doing great hilarious things right but it's still a movie that like once you've I, it's been a couple weeks i'm just like oh yeah yeah we watched that mm-hmm. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. it, it, it it's breezy and it kind of just floats out of your mind then Obviously, we had some Then your daughter on. gets stuck in the semi truck. <laughs> it's a bomb. It's going to blow up Niagara Falls town. Terrible. Why did she choose that place as her hiding place? She's fucking dumb, and God kids are dumb. Kids. Jesus, our kids wouldn't even listen to us. Little we kids running high. Little kids in Shane Black movies, other common thing. Um. Okay, so then a big, big, big explosion. They all survive. What I will say about this movie, mm-hmm. 
was that I appreciated her relationship with her husband before and after. Mm-hmm. Shane Black let them be like a couple. He obviously adopted her daughter. Yeah. And then afterwards, they're still together. Yeah. Even though she's this new person. Well, I mean... Because she is, but she's also... In the back of your mind, you know that she has amnesia, and you're just like, well, I mean, it, I'm sure in that nine years, he's probably run a full spectrum of, like, who was she before? Yeah. Some of it was probably, like, pretty mellow shit, right? Yeah. And I'm sure he had at least a couple days where he's like, what if she was, like, a mass murderer? Like, I'm sure that ran through his head. So yeah. he's already rationalized this a little bit. He's like, would I still love her? Yeah, I do love her. I love Ooh. the kid. No, I can handle this. So I feel yeah. like he's already had these conversations in his head. This is not like a... When you're dealing with an amnesiac like that and you have no idea of her past, I feel like you're setting yourself up for a little bit of that. Yeah, you're signing up for uh, so TBD. I, I think he's, you know, I think, yeah, he's ready to go there. Yeah, I liked that. Yeah, it's good stuff. And he also looks like David Strathairn, but it's not David Strathairn. I know. It really bothers me. It's, it's really I, and Every disturbing. time you mention it, I'm going to say it because it just, every time, I yep. feel like it's David Strathairn. He's, what's weird about it is that it, it looks like David Strathairn. It's age-appropriate Dave Strathairn. That's what he would look like in 1996. Yep. It's like River Wild era David Strathairn right there. And it's just like, nope, it's not him. It's not him. What kind of world is this? It's his cousin. I don't get it. I don't like it. Stop messing with me. Um. So will I watch this movie again? Yeah, because you'll forget about even watching it. And then you'll be like, okay, let's watch that. I'll be like, is this the long... Ki- the spider came along? I feel like in a year, I'll be like, what movie should we do for the podcast? Oh, yeah, we should do... What do we do, this one? And be like, we literally do this one. you would be like, nah, uh I'm going to look it up. And then you're going to look up and you're going to look at episode four or something. And then you're going to see that uh, we did it. You're such an asshole. <laughs> you're the one who can't remember shit. You didn't give me a refill of uh, my tea or coffee. No, you didn't earn your tea time with Tyler. And what did Roger say? Well, what did Roger say about this movie? Guess how many stars he gave it. I would guess three stars. What would Roger say? He gave it two and a half stars. What's, Roger. What's funny about his review is that he spends a good paragraph talking about how, like, Gina Davis has gone on these talk shows and talked about how she did her own stunts. And he's like, guess what, Gina Davis? We can't tell that it's you. So just let your stunt people do the stunts. So that's a whole paragraph. I think that is more criticism of maybe the direction. Maybe he shouldn't be directing at Gina Davis and being like, if it was Gina Davis did her own stunt, then how come I'm not, that's not, make, that's not being, made, being made clear when I'm watching the movie. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you watch John Wick, they set those shots up so that you can watch that Ken Reeves is really learning that choreography. Yes. And I think that that, is, that matters. So that's more of a criticism of the direction, I would say. Old Reddy Harlan. Yep. And then here's his final word. Okay. And the action is what we expect. Sensational, violent, and loud. The target audience, Tyler, is apparently 14-year-old boys. And those who have not forgotten how to think like 14-year-old boys. Yeah, I mean, that's when I, I probably saw this when I was like... 15, 16. So, I mean, I don't, I don't, I didn't see it in theaters, but you know, I, yeah, like that's where this, it's yeah. right in that like heavy action. It's like a Schwarzenegger, like 80. That's what this kid movie is. It's a throwback. It's shame. Yeah, this is, this is what yeah. this is. I admired it as an example of craftsmanship, but what a lot of time and money to spend on something of no real substance. Okay, but it's, he admired the craftsmanship, but then earlier he's blaming Gina Davis for not being able to tell if it was a stunt person? Come on. That's a miss, that's a, I don't know what you're trying to say, Roger. Did you I think know. that it was clear, or did you not think it was clear? I don't know. Come on, Roger. Here's a line he has in the, in the middle of it. Okay. This, the movie's put together like a top 40 radio station, in which you get 10 minutes of hits and then have to listen to somebody talk for 90 seconds. 
Yeah, I can I kind of get that. It's got it's got it because it's that so so much plot going on, right? So you get some fun interaction between Gina Davis and Sam Jackson, then but then you got to go cut over to what Birko's doing or some yep. new character. So I get that. You have a yep. lot of this jumping around for what real purpose? I don't know. I don't think much like other Shane Black movies, I don't think the plot really is made to be intentional. Like it's one of these weird things where he can get away with it where you can have a plot, be over-plotted, and yet it not really matter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just kind of a means to an end, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So, yeah. The Long Kiss Goodnight. That's it. <laughs> just going to see how long you let that, uh, that quiet go for there. This is how long you were going to go. I was just looking at you. Yeah. You liking my purple hair? All right, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I am still really sweaty right now. Yeah, you are. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for listening. That was uh, The Long Kiss Goodnight. Yeah. From 1996. Next week, another movie. Another movie (laughs) by these two old millennials. Go uh, do something awesome on our website at oldmillennialsremember.com or share this with a friend or leave a review. Or just, you know, give yourself a gold medal for listening to the end of this podcast. If you don't like the audio on this, it's not necessarily how it always sounds. Because we are in a different location. And if you do like the audio, let us know. Let us know. And then we'll probably not do it again. No. it's still really warm in here. because I'm still really sweaty. It's real warm. I, I, I don't really care what you say. We're not going to probably do this again unless you're still in pain. Why? I'm, I'm so close to you. I can put my arm around you. Stop touching me. Hey. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. And we will talk at you. Another movie. We got this king size bed for a reason. Get away from me. Turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> options. Remember, options. What? <laughs>